Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Irish businesses are sitting on vast hordes of hidden wealth in the form of unused data. Deirdre Purcell, Area Vice President of Salesforce in Ireland, talks about how businesses can unlock the value of that data. You're very welcome, Deirdre. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm great, John. Thank you. So basically, I, I, um, I'm I very familiar with Salesforce. I remember when it was a, an office just above PowerScourt back in 1999, <laughs> uh, a few people in the office, and obviously it's grown significantly since then. Uh, you know, I also recall, actually, because you're telling me currently where Salesforce offices are in, in South Dublin, um, in, in, in a place called the Atrium, and they share, the same billing was used by Microsoft. I distinctly remember stickers all over the place downstairs in the car park saying <laughs> software is dead. And I don't know whether this is done intentionally to annoy Microsoft, but uh, it was a very bold statement at the time. T- tell us about yourself and your experience in tech and your time with, with Salesforce. Thanks very much, John. And, and I'm laughing because I didn't join quite when they were in Powers Court. I joined actually into that office in the atrium um, 15 years ago now. So um, my name is Deirdre Purcell, as you introduced me. Thank you. I've been with Salesforce for 15 years. So I've seen it evolve significantly over that time. I am currently the leader of the commercial or sales organization for Salesforce in Ireland. I've been in this role for almost three years and loving working with our Irish customers, helping them navigate through through the times we're in at the moment and seeing them thrive. So, um, yeah, uh, loving working in this market right now and what we're doing. And, and like the interesting thing about Salesforce, because uh, I've met actually the CEO, Mark Benioff, at least once, and the whole concept at the time was quite novel, uh, software as a service uh was the model and it's really it feels like it's only in the last decade that that actually has been understood so so salesforce was really a forerunner for that and it was this big leap that people had to make from having everything stored on the server in your office or in your on your machine to suddenly actually you know that leap of faith into the internet and really trusting that your data is going to be up there and you can log in on whatever devices you need to um what was it like in those early days being the kind of forerunner gosh that's a great question and, and, and I suppose like joining Salesforce and yes, as you were mentioning that no more software logo and obviously that's <laughs> gone now. Um, it, it certainly was an early era. Like we were definitely early adopters. We were, Salesforce was born in the cloud and ultimately what Salesforce does is bring their, bring companies, bring customers and their, their customers together in this digital era, era that we're now in. But if we think back to where it came from, You know, the whole premise of Salesforce was that Salesforce wanted business to be as easy as what was happening in the consumer world at that time with Amazon and being able to just buy a book online. So why couldn't business work in that same way was ultimately that that high level thinking and premise of what we were trying to do. And when you start explaining that to to companies and you, you know, they start understanding that cloud technology is really the the future it it is the now obviously and has been for a long time but at the time it was the future and as they were looking at investing in technology and how they were going to ultimately grow and drive their businesses forward and companies were you know becoming global they were expanding going into new geographies how are they going to do that easily and at scale it was by using software as a service and that's where that SaaS model came from and I suppose then like you know 
like when I think about the very original uh, Salesforce products, I mean, it was CRM. I mean, I know you've expanded in so many different directions now, um, but CRM was really just, I mean, another another name for a database that companies would have used to sell, sell used, you know, ring customers. That's where all the information, it was like the jewels in the crown for an organization. And that data was held in a database. And usually that was traditionally on a, on a, on a laptop or in a server. And then of course, Salesforce comes along and kind of brings that into the cloud. But, when companies think of data today, um, you know, everyone uses these terms like we're data driven or our decisions are data driven. And, you know, I would say that's probably true in some cases, but often it's often a nice catchphrase as well. So in terms of how you define data and its value for an organization, could, could you explain what that is? Certainly. And and and. and- just to your point on that CRM um, or customer relationship management, as you know it, we would still like we are still the number one world's largest CRM or customer relationship management platform. Like we still say that, and and it is still true to this day. Yes, that might now span from when I joined, it was only sales, and and started moving a little bit into service and marketing shortly after that. But now we're sales, service, marketing commerce applications you know it's across voice mobile it's it's everywhere across your organization um but what is data it's a very big question you know data data is important and data is is the bedrock of any organization is the first thing to say so whether you're a small small medium enterprise an sme and we have so many of those here in ireland or whether you're the really large organizations Data is important. Um, For me, it's any information that a business collates, right? So if it's your customer's basic information, like your customer's names, your emails, how they contact you, any information you might have from social media or external sources that you might buy in, that's all data. As you build up and you deal with those customers, the frequency of their ordering, how are they connecting with you? Um, do they have any customer service issues? All of that is data. And absolutely to your point, the biggest challenge every company has is where that data sits. Mm. And for most organizations, that sits in different siloed parts of the company, right? Right down to still every day we talk to companies that still work from Excel spreadsheets. We think that doesn't happen anymore, but it actually does. So that's okay in terms of, you know, there are people listening and you're an SME and that's where you started. That's okay. That's still all data. The challenge is how do you now unlock that data and surface it, ideally bringing it into an application where you can derive value from that data. So when we talk about those data-driven organizations, what that means to me is that that data is used. It's insightful. You can unlock it. You can create value from it and it drives your business in terms of those next best actions how you deal with your customers and the decisions you make in your business to move forward i'm getting these uh images in my head of these irish businesses around the country particularly or any country any business anywhere sitting on treasure troves of knowledge that they just aren't using or accessing um how do they how do you mind that how do you how do you how do you, how do you, if, you if you if you decided like well, you know, some things like I might say, well, emails from five years ago to me are irrelevant. You know, they, 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 they don't matter or it could be something else. But could you give me examples of the kind of data that is valuable and that's how a, a, a business can refine and well mine it and refine it and then make it into something that's tangible and useful for them? 
So, you know, and, and I'm probably speaking quite basically here, and I don't mean that for all of the companies that we, we work with in Ireland. We work with some amazing companies that start start from day one with the technology platform, but for maybe those who haven't or it's, you know, a challenge for them, understanding obviously some very basic information like your your customer details, their telephone numbers, their email addresses, mm. looking at patterns, right? And it's, it's as that customer grows, looking at patterns of how are they interacting with you? Is it by still telephone? Are they sending you emails? Um, are they coming in through some kind of social media? You know, how, how are they interacting with you? And seeing that pattern and being able to take that and and proactively going back to that customer or predicting that that's how they're going to contact you really starts building up that, you know, mm. proactive customer service where you start building up that loyalty. So all of your customer data is really important. Patterns in terms of how often they're ordering from you, what are they ordering, where are they ordering from, um, what are the value of those orders, have they gone wider than whatever they're buying, whether it's a product or service, and added something else onto that? Mm. How many times are they coming back maybe with customer service issues or complaints? All of that information is really, really important. Are all of your emails from years ago important? Perhaps not. But what, what a CRM will do if customers are using a CRM or start to is building that basic information initially and then starting to derive those patterns from it. Because what we do know is that customers or consumers see about 88% see the service that is provided as important as, the, as important as the product or the service that they're buying from you. Mm. We do know that that service piece is absolutely critical for companies to get right. And it is the data that they start gathering. And then the, the, the value piece is when you can start using that data and you analyze it. And when you start crossing over that data, so you have, you know, a customer who has ordered 10 times from you in the last 12 months, their order has stayed stagnant. But actually in the last two months, they've ordered different products. They've had three customer service issues. They typically order by email. All of this information builds up a story of your customer. And if you start overlaying that with maybe some social media information or how did we resolve their issue um, or how many times they got callbacks, then you start getting into what we call kind of big data sets. And I'm speaking of this in a very simplistic way, but when you start kind of, chopping and changing that data and looking at it in different ways, mm. that's when you start making that actionable um, and and deriving value from it. So that's the thing. I mean, often um, the big, one of the most truest things I've ever heard in the business world is that it's uh, far better to keep a customer than, and, and, and easier than it is to try and find a new one. And the thing is that often people, customers leave businesses and uh, because they're not being looked after because... You know, maybe they, maybe they've been treated wrongly. Uh, you know, they 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 haven't been minded. Maybe maybe they're not getting enough discounts. There's there's a myriad of reasons, but often it's down to basically I can get a better deal somewhere else, and I think someone else is going to be better towards us. Uh, data appropriately provides those clues to find out. You know, have we rang this company in six months' time? Have we have we even have we have we even visited them to a kind of a, a shoot the breeze? You know, kind of show you know meet face to face to show there's a relationship there. You know that that kind of those those kind of you know they don't sound very data like, but they are very tangible when it comes to goodwill and, and who's going to spend money with someone you know and i think that's that's something that maybe data would provide those those patterns as well 
Absolutely. And and to your first point, the world has also become so impatient <laughs> that, you know, we, we mightn't give companies anymore the time to potentially resolve an issue that we do have or give them the time to come back to us. We expect like our expectations mm. have increased and are so high that we as consumers expect companies now to know who we are. They expect we expect to be contacted on the devices that we want to be contacted on. So in the right way, at the right time, mm. um, with the right information, right? So the expectation has become really, really high. But we do know even in Ireland that one in every five SMEs has actually invested in a customer service technology platform in the last 12 months, right? So, so we're seeing that and we know that that is the expectation going forward. And truly, I, I don't think companies that don't provide this or assume that this is what they have to do will continue to thrive because we, we don't, the expectation as a consumer is way higher now. So we almost we almost expect our needs to be anticipated. One hundred percent, and not just our needs. Over what platform? In you know, so in what kind of format? So by investing in a customer service platform, companies, very small companies, are looking at how we do this in an omni-channel fashion. So if somebody is tweeting about us, or if somebody is going to send us. Um, an email or by the traditional telephone, which we know now is probably less and less, all of that information coming into one system and then getting channeled and routed to the right agent because hopefully we've gathered enough information before it comes to us about what they're trying to tell us. And again, as consumers, we're very happy now for the most part Mm. to be in chat rooms or be talking to bots before we actually maybe eventually get to speak to somebody. Mm. So the more you know about us, the better. And if you think about a customer service platform, then maybe being connected to a telephony system, which might be quite simple. Like that's a quite a simple thing to do now. Mm. But if somebody does pick up the phone and call in, all of that information is right in front of you. And that's a really good experience. So it's the, it's the customer experience Mm. is what we absolutely have to not cut corners on and not think that that is not acceptable anymore. So if, if, if I'm a business listening to this now and I'm going, okay, I'm, I really need to kind of jumpstart things here. I need to kind of shock, put a shock into the system here. And I, I, I think we could be losing customers because we're not attentive enough and we aren't really mining our own data. That this, If we are indeed sitting on, on data that gives us hints and, and insights into what we should be doing or could be doing better, uh, where do we start? How do, how do, what's the first thing a business should do? So the how is always a really interesting one. First thing I would say is, you know, we use the terms digital transformation, digital journeys, transformation journeys. That doesn't have, you know, that doesn't have to be a scary thing. And that can be really broken down into what are the company's goals and objectives? What are you trying to achieve? And that mightn't even need to be really long term, right? So if you're looking at the systems you're using at the moment or perhaps how manual they are and you really don't understand what's happening in your business to help you unlock that data. Th- think of it quite simply initially in terms of what, what I was mentioning around just your customer information right now. How are you interacting with those customers? If you can get that into a CRM system, typically most of those CRM systems and obviously Salesforce will give you automated out of the box reports and dashboards, which will instantly help you visualize to your point, you know, how many phone calls are we receiving a day or how many emails or what are the channels that the information is coming in on? Mm. Straight away, that, that helps you think about, well, 
how can we make our internal salespeople or customer service people more productive, right? How, how do we channel what's coming in in the, in the most effective way internally? So it's looking at those goals and objectives and mapping that to what kind of applications will help us automate this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and think of it from the customer perspective. So the Salesforce platform is ultimately all about the customer being at the heart of everything you do. So rather than you looking at your company from a function or a siloed perspective, think of the customer journey. So where is the customer coming from? So the moment they look at your website, if they're a brand new customer and they're looking at your services or products that you offer, think of it from that that very point, right? How are we going to make this experience the best experience for that person or that company? And then start thinking about, well, what is the most important information we will need to know to help that customer on that journey to make it as personalized as possible? And and ideally, yes, you do at some point need to get as much of that data as you can into one place. But it doesn't have to be every single thing that you do right now. Starting with the customer information is the most important thing. And then over time, you can add in things like order information, order values, locations, like everything, all the rest of that cycle in terms of the sales cycle and that full 360, we call it our customer 360 interaction. So whether it's before they come to the website, how did you nurture that lead and how did you find it? What websites did they look at? Did they download information? You know, you can start capturing all of that even as you're nurturing that customer. So it's putting that customer at the heart of your world as a company. What does that customer's journey look like? And then start mapping the information that's important across that journey, right from before them being a customer through to now they're buying, now they have a customer service issue. Now, what else are they going to do with us? And those are that, that long-term journey then hopefully beyond that. And one of the things I think about a lot is when companies have, fa- I even see it in my own work, and everybody has to kind of hit the stop button and kind of go, I need to think, I need to analyse, I need to rethink everything I'm doing and I need to kind of uh, find the space and the time to do it. And, and that's really, really hard when you're kind of spinning plates and boiling kettles. We can talk about everyone trying to keep the lights on of a business. It's a, it's it's hard. It's very hard to kind of, you know, even to break with the past and break with the way, oh, it's always been done this way, you know, and then suddenly you realise the world has changed and you, you're not doing it the way the world wants you to do it. Uh, so when it comes to uh, digital transformation, so we did have that big reset opportunity when the pandemic hit and a lot of businesses were, you know, stuck uh you know you know suddenly trying to figure out a whole mobile workforce or remote workforce to how the hell do you sell when you can't even visit customers the way you could or or, you know your people aren't even in the office the way they had and maybe you need to now get them all mobile phones and laptops and all those different crazy things they need to think about um so we had that big reset and guess what the lights stayed on and everyone kept going kept working and you know and some some companies actually flourished as a result some companies embraced embraced e-commerce in ways they 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 never even would have thought maybe Maybe previous to the, to, the, to the pandemic, um. So when it when it's actually you know, looking at the landscape of digital transformation in the Irish sense, I mean, my 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 um bugbear years ago used to be that despite all the evidence of the big companies like Salesforce and Google and Microsoft coming to Dublin, I always thought. Irish businesses were stubbornly stuck in the past because of low e-commerce updates or low e-commerce uh, uptake. But now that might be changed. So tell, tell us what you think about the state of digital transformation in Ireland. So I think we're, I mean, I would, yeah, I would dispute that in that um, 
I think Irish customers are absolutely at the forefront of digital transformation and technology as a whole. So if you look at particularly the SME world in Ireland, I mean, it's it's where all our hubs are, right? So it's it's full of fintech, medtech, high tech. Like all of the techs are coming here. It is, as we know, a real startup hub, startups and scale ups, um, and they, they're absolutely some of the front runners in terms of not just the technology and how that's driving their businesses. But but within some of those industries, we are we are, as we know, like with some of the companies that we have coming out of Ireland, we are absolutely leading the way across a lot of these industries. I mean, if we I think about even some of the companies that we deal with when when you mentioned there about how some of these companies thrived during the pandemic, like a company like um, Dynamic Events, for example, a corporate events organization, you would think honestly possibly would have had to just close their doors and, you know, close up shop the minute the pandemic hit. They're, yes, they're a Salesforce customer and they also had some great platform technology themselves to run some of their events. So they put the two of those together and within weeks had pivoted that whole company to online corporate events. And they absolutely soared during the pandemic um, to the point that they were able to run hundreds of events a week because they were all digital digital um, lock rooms. We did some of their events during lockdown and really, really fun stuff, really innovative. And it just shows you the power, power of the technology, absolutely. But then the power of what some of these companies were just able to do themselves. Um, if we think of Scurry, the, the online platform for um, couriers and in, enabling companies to, to match their, their best carrier, they absolutely thrived during the pandemic. And again, yes, a Salesforce customer, but that that rock bed of that technological platform that they had enabled them, first of all, to leave the office and close down and still continue to work because all of their customer information is in one place and is in the cloud. And they were in that fortunate position that they could do that. But then how did they pivot to give their customers that best experience when we know online shopping and home shopping rocketed from the minute the minute the pandemic hit. So they were ready and able. Yes, none of us knew this was about to happen, but they were in that advantageous position that they were able to do that because of the platforms that they had. These are all small companies that we work with um, who do have technology at the heart of what they do, but definitely also, you know, they continue to have their own challenges. They do challenge their own processes. All of that gets reviewed from time to time. And it is really important that we that to your point that we take the time out mm. uh, and it's very hard me included right to, to take that time out of your busy weeks and months and quarters to reflect and to review and to go well are we doing the right thing or are we just you know running 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 at everything because we're so busy all the time and and are these always the right things to be doing so you do need to stop and reflect and again all of the data you have will help you analyze What's working really well? Where are you growing? Where are you scaling? Where can we start getting efficiencies? Because now what we're seeing with a lot of customers and companies is they are maybe being a little bit more thoughtful. You know, we we are in a challenging time in a different way post-pandemic. And how can we become even more efficient? Right? How can we scale potentially in different areas or how can we scale faster in these areas? And all of that underlying data is helping them 
understand that and make those business decisions brilliant with that Deirdre thank you so much that was great uh, I, I think that's the that's the, the the strongest bit of advice I can give people now is if you if you are figuring out this digital world just give yourself the space to think about it give yourself the time and space and realise that you are sitting on potentially a treasure trove of data too absolutely and you know not to be afraid of it right to, to start small because once you start that's that's the the most important part brilliant thank, thanks very much Deirdre that was great thank you thanks John